Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new and extra special, welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here. You're in the right place at the right time. If you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I am so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it on your story. It helps me so much, girlies. And let's get straight into it. So let's set the mood. It is currently 2.30 p.m. on a Wednesday and Christmas was two days ago. And today I am in sweats, my hair is in a claw clip, zero makeup on me, and I'm just cleaning and packing up because in less than 24 hours I will be on my way to Mexico. So we are taking a family trip to Mexico right after Christmas and I'm really excited to just be in the warmth and the sun. And I guess that is kind of my high of the week as well is the fact that by the time you're listening to this episode, I will be in Mexico enjoying the sun and the sand. But yeah, today's been a pretty chill day. Honestly, it's a bit boring, especially because I'm a person that kind of struggles to take breaks. And so I always feel guilty for like literally doing nothing other than like cleaning and reorganizing and, you know, not doing anything academic. And I think as all of the girls who love to have academic validation and love to be workaholics can probably relate to this, but taking a break can sometimes be really, really hard. My low of the week is that we had a brown Christmas. So on the day of Christmas, Minnesota was literally 50 degrees and it was raining and I was running in shorts. It was crazy the fact that we don't even have any snow here. And the only reason I'm here in Minnesota to endure the winters is to at least see the snow. But it's brown and it does not look good outside and I'm quite sad about that. But luckily, I will see some greenery in less than 24 hours. And finally, a shout out. So in episode 84, which was all about romanticizing the colder months, I asked, what is your favorite winter activity? Helmi said, I love to go to a library near me and read, write fiction stories, and recently I've been into self-practicing ballet outside of my classes. I love your podcast. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Helmi, for letting me know some of your favorite things. And by the way, I love to read and write as well. So it's really cool how we have some things in common. Thank you so much for wishing me a Merry Christmas. And by the way, girls, no matter what holiday you celebrate, Christmas or Hanukkah or Diwali or even just the New Year's, I hope that you have a wonderful holidays or you already had and are taking time to rest and take care of yourselves. To be shouted out, do not forget to answer the Spotify question, or if you're an Apple girly, definitely leave me a review. Also, for the holidays, I'm doing something special. So if you're spacing out, listen back in. If you tag me in an Instagram story, listening to any one of my episodes, and make sure to tag me at lovelywithlana or at lovelywithlanapod, I will send one of you girls a gift card for coffee on me. I can send it via Venmo or Starbucks or whatever because I want to make sure that you girls get a little treat and feel like I really appreciate you because I do. I love this entire community and I love how we're all growing and improving ourselves together. I'm also excited that there will be definitely some new topics that we're going to talk about this coming year for 2024 that is just outside of 
only health and wellness in goals because I want you girls to get to know me as a person as well. And I love doing story time episodes, more Q&A episodes, and doing things that are generally a little bit more fun rather than just educational. And I love my educational episodes and they will still keep coming, but I definitely want to mix it up this year, which will be definitely exciting for all of us. All right, with no further ado, let's get ready to prepare ourselves for 2024. Let's become the best versions of ourselves. Let's have the best year where we are achieving all of our goals and we are becoming the ultimate versions of ourselves. We are hitting all of the action plans, creating all those healthy habits, and becoming the person we have always dreamt of being. Hi loves, before we get into the episode, I have to let you know about a small company I'm absolutely thrilled to be partnering with, Matinee Candle Co. Matinee Candle Co. sent me some of their candle care items and honestly, it has changed my self-care to a new level. The candle care items are so high quality and best of all, they do come in pink. I'm finally able to actually enjoy and take care of the candles I do have, and it's all thanks to the candle care items I received. If you want your own candle care set, be sure to go to matineecandleandco.com and use the code LOVELY10 for 10% off your order. Both the link and the code are in the show notes, and they're on my link tree if you forget. Now let's jump right into the episode. First things first, and pardon my language, but New Year's resolutions are absolute shit. I think how the general population thinks of New Year's resolutions doesn't ever end up anywhere. People literally never reach their New Year's resolutions, and if they did, we wouldn't have an obesity problem, we wouldn't have drinking problems, we would just wouldn't have problems, generally. Setting any goal and achieving it, whether it's New Year's or you're just setting a goal on a random day of a random year, it doesn't matter, which by the way, I'm a big advocate for just doing things right when you want to do them. You don't have to wait for like the right time, Monday, Friday, you know, whatever. Do things when you feel like doing it. But everyone just thinks that like the clock strikes midnight and you just become the person of your dreams. You're going to be hitting the gym. You're going to be eating healthy. You're going to be confident. You're going to be doing self-care. You're going to get good grades. No, Girly, you aren't Cinderella. Like the goals and achievements will not be chasing you down the stairs at midnight, okay? So we need to prepare ourselves for New Year's almost as if it's another day. But New Year's is a great time to reflect and figure out what do I need to change about who I am right now? My habits, my lifestyle, the people that I surround myself with, how I present myself, even my space. How do I change who I am and who I'm around to set myself up for success? You are not going to be achieving all of your goals in January. That is a very impossible goal to have is if you look at like people like me or other influencers and they're getting up and they're waking up early and working out and doing their skincare and, you know, being productive. But right now you're struggling because maybe you're addicted to TikTok or maybe you're struggling with just negative coping strategies that trust me, we all deal with. But like, honestly, you need to go through the journey to become the person you want to be. It's not going to happen within you know, a snap of the fingers or the clock strikes midnight. There's nothing magical about New Year's Eve. And I think that's what people need to get into their heads is New Year's is not a magical time. There's a lot of hype. People are setting too high of expectations of themselves and then they feel like failures and then they quit. And that is like the issue of our entire society right there in like a couple of minutes. So I want to prepare your girls. I want you girls to become the best versions of yourself. I want you to actually hit or exceed your New Year's resolutions. And 
here is how. So first, we're going to talk about finding joy in the process, okay? If you want to lose or gain weight, if you want to eat healthier or wake up earlier or be more productive or learn a new language or do anything really, it's a journey. It's a process. And if you don't enjoy the process, you're never going to get to the end result. I think that if you have tried to, for example, work out consistently and that never sticked for you, Maybe it's because you didn't want it hard enough because I know that if I want something hard enough, I will work and work and work and work and work to get it. If I put something in my head and I put a goal in my head, I will achieve it. I have zero doubt in my abilities to achieve it because I've built that trust in myself where I find joy in the process no matter how hard it takes. That is a discipline that is hard work and I'm still working through it. There are still many goals that I didn't achieve and I know why. I was lazy and I'm completely open and vulnerable on this podcast. So then other girls listen and like, oh wait, I'm not the only one. You aren't the only one queen. We are all going to work hard to defeat the demons, aka laziness, procrastination, all of these other distractions, like scrolling too much on social media, etc., to become the best versions of ourselves. I also want to remind you girls that sometimes you need to first admit the fact that New Year's is not any different than any other day. So why don't I just start today? I think so many people, again, wait for the right time. You can just start drinking more water today. You can start working out today. You can start, go go for a walk. Go do Pilates after you listen to this. Start cleaning your room as you listen to me. Do something productive. Even if right now you feel like you're in a slump, you feel lazy, you feel unproductive. I know many of you girls might be on winter break and you've just been kind of lazing around, kind of like me, but I'm telling you girls, Just doing a little bit, just do five or 10 minutes and you will get that natural productivity rush and you will want to work harder for longer and just better. So now that I kind of discouraged you a little bit, I'm going to tell you about how I set and how I achieve my New Year's goals. And I've definitely gotten better over the years and I'm not perfect by any means. I literally just admitted to you that I was definitely lazy these past few weeks. But I want you girls to feel prepared and kind of have a game plan going into the New Year's because so many people fail because they don't have a process. They not only not find joy in the process, but they don't even have a process. And so if you always make these lofty goals and vision boards, but you don't actually achieve anything, if you always kind of get lazy, if you kind of get unproductive, you forget about your goals, I want you to definitely listen to this episode. And trust me, this process works as long as you trust it. And you actually like put an effort into doing it more than like a day or two or three. The hardest times to do anything is right now because everyone's trying to achieve things. If you just focus on one or two goals at a time, you're going to achieve all your goals by the end of 2024. Stop trying to achieve everything. You got to achieve just one or two and then grow from there. I want you girls to go on Pinterest and set a vibe with a vision board, okay? I think the vision board is not like a distinctive goal, like I want to do X, Y, and Z. A vision board is a feeling. It is how you want to feel throughout the entirety of the year. And looking back at my past vision board, while I definitely didn't achieve some of the goals or I put in exact numbers regarding money or the podcast, I did achieve many things. I set the whole vibe and I noticed that my life was kind of shifting around how my vision board looked. Now, was it exactly like it? No, but that's the point. A vision board is there to inspire me. It's not there as a strict goal. I want you to go to Pinterest and pin everything on a board called 2024. Quotes, words, you know, different pictures, anything and everything that represents the kind of year you want to have. And at the end of this, maybe take an hour, you know, put on a face mask, some nice music and scroll through Pinterest. 
I want you to look at your vision board and go to Canva, which by the way, Canva is like a picture digital design app and you can definitely do it for free. You don't need to get like the paid version. Canva can be free and make a board with all of your different pictures you found on Pinterest. Put it on your phone, print it out, put it on your mirror, put it on your laptop, put it everywhere so you can see it. Now, this is where I tend to tell people they go wrong. They listen to all of these girlies on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and they're all about manifestation. Babe, I can tell God, the universe, whatever you believe in, how many times I want to be a millionaire, but if I don't actually get up and work, I'm never going to be a millionaire. If I say that I want, I don't know, to lose weight, right? If I don't actually go and eat healthy and exercise and do things that are different than what I'm doing now, I'm not going to lose weight. You can't manifest your dreams into reality. You have to work your dreams into reality. And God will see that like you're working towards it, you want it, and he's going to give it to you, right? Just like any parent for a child. I personally believe in God. And I feel like if he sees you working towards, I don't know, getting a good grade on an exam, he will help you on the exam. I've had this happen so many times where I've studied so hard. And I felt this like, intuition where like you need to study this exact chapter right and so I study it and what's on the exam that exact chapter God sees you working hard he will give you blessings in your life he will give you your dreams but you need to work for them first so stop with the whole manifestation crap work first and the manifestation will just naturally happen I also want you to as you're doing this whole vision board to feel your future self who do you want to be at the end of 2024 sit and just Think about how you're going to feel at the end of the year if you have achieved everything. If you got the clear skin of your dreams, if you have the body of your dreams, if you are eating healthy, pampering yourself, you have a good solid friend group, you have good grades or a good career, you got that promotion, you have the dream, the room of your dreams, you have money in your bank account. Like Think about how she feels. Feel how she feels. You want to feel that? Because you are psychologically programming your mind to become that person. The first thing I do when I wake up, and I'm definitely trying to make this more into a habit, I sit and I feel what kind of person I will be at the end of the day, right? What do I want to get done? And how will I feel if I get everything done? Because if I'm sitting around like I am right now, and I'm being lazy and unproductive and watching Netflix or scrolling through TikTok, for an entire day, I feel like absolute garbage, right? But if I... I don't know, do some self-care, work out, eat healthy, clean up my room, organize, pack up what I want to do for the rest of the day, I will feel 10 times better. And so not only do I want you to visualize your future self at the end of the year, every single day, make it a habit to visualize who you will be at the end of the day. Many elite athletes do this, CEOs do this because they are programming their minds to become the person they want to be. And this is way different than manifestation because manifestation is like, in a sense, I mean, I know it's like you believe you already have something, but when you visualize yourself, it's not like it's magically going to come to you. You need to work for that feeling. You need to work for becoming that version of yourself in your head. It's not just a magic voodoo thing. It's your work created a result. Now, I want you to just reflect. I think you can't even set any New Year's resolutions if you can't reflect about what kind of person were you this year? And you need to be brutally honest, baby girl. Like, this is probably one of the hardest things because people don't like to be honest with themselves, right? For me, I need to be quite honest, right? I'm going to be so vulnerable. But number one, I definitely need to focus on my family. 
This year, I really abandoned my family and I focused so much on work and academics and school that my family took a back seat. And this definitely hurt my relationship with my younger sister and my older brother because those are the people at the end of the day that will stick with me through, you know, hell and high water. Those people will be with me through the mountains and the valleys of life. And if I don't nurture a relationship, I'm going to be alone, really. So definitely look at like your entire life. You have to be vulnerable. Like maybe I was really rude to my parents or my siblings, right? Maybe I need to work on that relationship. Maybe I didn't put myself out there enough so I didn't get opportunities or I didn't meet people that I should have met. Maybe I wasn't eating the healthiest and I don't feel good in my body because my body is not getting the nutrition it needs. Maybe I did a lot of negative coping strategies that I don't want for the future. You know, maybe I was scrolling through TikTok too much or overeating or using parties to numb out your emotions. Like there are so many ways that you can notice not good habits, not good things about you that you want to leave in 2023. And if you've ever heard the whole ins and outs list for a coming year, this is so, so important. What is in this year, right? For me, let me actually grab my phone. Okay, I'm back. So for me, my ins are like a consistent sleep schedule, 5 a.m. wake-ups, a healthy relationship with food, saying yes more, Pilates, weightlifting, more time with my little sister, healthy cuticles and nails, daily studying, and praying. So what do you want to carry in to 2024? What are good habits? What if you have like a solid study routine or you're really working out consistently or you're eating healthy, right? What are things you want to carry in to the coming year? Now with your reflection, I also want you to look at those really negative, really not good habits because this is the hardest part of admitting to yourself that I was not good in these areas and here is you know, what I have to leave behind in 2023. So for me, my outs are fake friends, anxiety attacks, being too aggressive, which by the way, girlies, you know that I have quite an aggressive side, the all or nothing mentality, fast fashion shopping, people pleasing, morning or evening scrolling on socials and procrastination. Now, obviously, I'm not thinking that, you know, day one of January 1st, like I'm going to be getting all of these ins and outs in order. Probably not. It's going to be a very long process over an entire year, but I use these ins and outs as a launching pad to really create my specific goals, right? What do I really want to prioritize this year? I look at my vision board. I look at my ins and outs. What should be my definite goals that I want to achieve because they will give me the life that I want. They will give me the results that I want. They will help me become the person I want to be and how I want to feel. So after you have your ins and outs, what you know you need to change, the things that you want to carry into 2024, I want you to set your goals. And I need to warn all of you girls that you need to set realistic goals. For example, if I think that I'm going to be fluent in French by the end of the year, it's not really realistic. I only know like bonjour and croissant and merci and oui. Okay, that's four words. Do you really think I'm going to be fluent by the end of the year? That is a horrific goal and I'm going to feel like a failure when I don't achieve it. So instead, I would say something like I want to learn French and be able to carry a small conversation. That's way more realistic and I'm way more likely to achieve something like that because it's not impossible. It is possible for me. I want you to definitely make goals that are measurable, but in a way that's not really toxic, right? So for example, 
instead of focusing really, really, really heavily on your weight, focus more on how you feel, making sure you have a consistent sleep schedule, a consistent workout routine, you're eating healthy, you're eating like solid meals every day rather than snacks, snacks, snacks all over the place, right? For me, that is something I'm working on. I've definitely stress A over finals and I'm feeling a little bit fluffier. However, instead of focusing on like, I need to lose X amount of pounds and get to this weight, I'm just loosely looking at how I'm eating and really making sure that am I actually hungry or am I just emotional or eating out of boredom, right? Am I actually hungry or am I stress eating? These kinds of patterns are really toxic and it's hard for me to admit on the podcast that I struggle with it, but I do. And it's important that for me, I maintain a healthy relationship with food while also feeling good in my body. However, if I was obsessive, counting calories, looking at everything, look at every single ingredient, freaking out about the scale every single day, that would just put me on a highway back to the fact that I had an eating disorder three years ago, right? I want to make sure that I'm healthy, but also mentally healthy as well. Like physically, I can definitely look great, but if I'm mentally not great, that's not a good mix. So for me, I want to feel better and I want to run for longer and for faster and do more push-ups and do more pull-ups and make sure that I'm eating like good meals rather than snacks. And that's measurable for me rather than trying to focus on a specific calorie count or a specific weight. Similarly for me, if I want to really focus on learning a certain language, I would focus on how many days am I consistent of, I don't know, reading in that language or talking in that language or going on Duolingo or something along those lines. And as you write down your goals, and I want you to write them down in your phone, in your journal, wherever, you're very specific, you're realistic, and you're measurable goals. I want you to make sure that underneath each goal, you also set a why, right? Why do you want to work out consistently, right? What's the point? Looking hot is not a good reason to work out consistently, babe. Do you know how hard it is to drag yourself out of bed when it's February, like, 22nd and it is freezing outside and it's dark and it's cold but you want to work out why do you want to work out consistently if it's just to look hot that's not going to carry you through those horrible cold days that it's dark you need to find why why do you want to eat healthier why do you want to save money why do you want to work out consistently why do you want to put yourself out there more why what's the point because if you don't have a strong why you're never going to achieve your goal Your why will help you stay consistent when motivation goes away. And motivation will always go away. You can never, ever rely on it. Number four, now that we have our vision board, right? We have our ins and outs, and now we have our definitive goals. I want you for every single goal to create an action plan. You need to figure out the path, the process to get to the end result. Don't assume that it's, again, going to happen on day one right? If you want to lose weight, you're not going to lose 20 pounds in one day unless you amputate yourself, right? If you want to learn a language, you're not going to be fluent after day three of being on Duolingo. So you need to have a plan to reach your goals and the plan needs to be realistic, please, okay? Assuming that January 1st hits and you're going to be hitting up the gym five days a week when you haven't been consistently working out forever is not a good plan because you are going to fail and then that failure will hinder you from, you know, actually achieving your goal, you're going to feel bad about yourself and you're going to quit the goal altogether. So if you want to work out, for example, your plan should be first week of January, two workouts at home, right? Or a short daily walk, you know, third week of January, 
up it to like four workouts. You need to increment yourself slowly. And as you make your plan, I kind of like to write a month for each goal that I'm really going to work on. So for January, I'm really going to try and hit my nutrition. And I will be in Mexico and I'll definitely be enjoying the food. But like, I want to make sure that I'm intuitively eating and eating to the point of fullness, not over fullness, not boredom eating and not doing negative things with food that I've done in the past, right? Not under eating, not overeating, just eating enough for my body. I also want to really focus on workouts. Now, those are two goals that I want to work on for January. I'm not trying to do all 20 things on my list all in January. That is really, really not a good plan because you're going to fail and you're going to feel horrible about yourself. So focus on one or two new habits, new routines that you want to implement per month or per every few weeks because if you overwhelm yourself you're gonna feel like a failure and you're gonna mess up you might be able to do it for one day or a week but long term it's not going to become a lifestyle change create a plan that allows you to see that you're making progress right if you want to i don't know learn a new language and you see that every day you see that streak build up you're a lot more likely to continue that streak rather than if you don't see any visual or numerical way of measuring your goals and measuring your progress and that's why I think it's important to have a measurable goal and not like oh well I want to meet new friends well how many friends do you want do you want two friends or do you want 10 because those are two different things right create a measurable goal for yourself that is realistic At the same time, I want you to really work on habituating. And this is kind of number five is habituating the plan. Stick with everything you're doing and make it a habit. So for the first few weeks of January, what am I focused on? Nutrition. For me, I'm focused on nutrition. And what I'm going to do is make sure I'm eating good, solid meals, right? And really making sure I'm eating healthy. At the same time, I'm trying to make this into a habit. So then by February, the nutrition comes easily to me, but maybe I can work on forming new relationships with people and finding new friendships. It's important that you habituate everything you want in your New Year's resolutions because if you don't habituate it, it's not going to be part of your lifestyle. And this is literally the hardest part about making any New Year's resolutions or any change to your life in general is making it a part of your lifestyle. For example, for me, I work out consistently every single day. I always take a walk or run and I'm always doing Pilates or weightlifting. A couple days and here and there I might not, but overall I'm extremely consistent. And I don't even have to think about it. I don't worry about it because working out is part of my lifestyle. It's just a habit and my day doesn't feel complete without it. Now to someone else, they're always asking me, well, how are you so consistent with working out? And I say, it's it's literally just a habit. I can't stop it. You know, I have a certain time it hits of the day and I have to work out. Whatever habit you want to do, working out, meditating, journaling, reading, make sure that you are making it into a habit. And you're only making one or two habits a time. You're not trying to do all 20. Remember, girls, I already told you, you can't do all 20 things on your New Year's resolutions list or all 40 things all at once. Focus on one to max three things at a time. And once you have those things solidified after 21 days, which is generally the time it takes to form a new habit, then you can work on adding on. So maybe on top of working out and eating healthy, I can focus on building relationships and journaling, right? I can just keep adding on month by month. And all of the things I'm adding on are becoming a habit because I give them enough time to become a habit and just part of my life. If you struggle with making something a habit, building a healthy habit like working out, journaling, reading, etc., 
try to habit stack. So habit stacking is where you pair a new habit with an old one, like making your coffee and journaling at the same time. I think habit stacking is really, really cool hack that works for some habits that you want to add, but not everything. So for example, for me, the first thing I do when I wake up is I brush my teeth, wash my face, and as I do my skincare, I let it soak in, but I also stretch, right? Stretching is a new habit that I started implementing over the fall when I wake up, and it's really helpful to like have the all the serums and things I put in my face on my skincare soak in, and I stretch at the same time. That's a habit stack, but for example, if I want to study consistently, It's hard to like put in a two hour study consistent time block into something like creating your coffee. It just doesn't make sense. So definitely look at ways where you can habit stack. And what's also really fun hack is make sure that you're doing things at the same time. So for example, I always work out around four o'clock. So when it hits four o'clock, I just have to go work out because it's just a habit that I have at that specific time. Or when I wake up, I have to stretch, brush my teeth, do my skincare routine, do my morning routine, because that's just a habit. I don't even think about it. And it's at the same time. So when you kind of tie a certain time to a certain habit, it's a lot easier to implement it and just have it go on autopilot, which is what we want at the end of the year. I also want you to make sure that you're setting a good morning and evening routine. You don't need to set a routine for like every single hour of the day because that can be so just like, I don't know, it's just a little too rigid for me. So for me, I have a good morning routine and a good evening routine. And even when I'm traveling, I try to keep certain parts of my routine. And those just help me kind of start my day, but also finish my day, making sure I'm going to bed on time, making sure that I'm doing my skincare, relaxing and making sure I'm getting my beauty sleep. Because honey, if you're not sleeping enough, it is a lot harder to achieve all of your habits or all of your different goals if you just don't have your sleep and you're chugging caffeine. So make sure that you have a good morning and evening routine to set yourself up for success during the day. Number six, don't ever fall off the wagon. Now, I really hate when people use this phrase, and I don't think I use this phrase at all over the course of this episode, but when you quote unquote fall off the wagon, just get back on. Baby, you drive the wagon. The wagon is not a self-driving Tesla, okay? It is a personal you human driving car. So definitely get back into the wagon. If you have a day, a week where maybe you're not eating the healthiest, or maybe you're not really working out consistently, or you're not studying and you're just being lazy and you're on TikTok, don't self-sabotage yourself into thinking you can't achieve that, right? If it's 3 p.m., and you haven't done anything today yet, you've just been scrolling all day, why don't you go go for a walk? Why don't you clean your room? Why don't you do something productive? You don't need to be stuck in that whole all or nothing mentality because that mentality will screw you over, baby. You need to make sure that you are working. And if you mess up, because you will eventually, you aren't perfect, just get back right on. Don't make it a big deal. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be rude to yourself. Don't negatively self-talk yourself. Stop with the all or nothing mentality. Stop with the self-sabotaging. It holds so many people back. Just keep going. And if you, it's 3 p.m. You don't need to wait for the morning to be productive. You can start right now. You don't need to wait for Monday to, you know, eat healthy and exercise. You can start right now. You don't need to wait for a certain weight. You don't need to wait for a certain season. Just start now. There is nothing holding you back. It's all in your head. Also, I want you to focus on resiliency because resilient people who do their goals no matter what are a lot more likely to reach them 
If, for example, you had a crazy long day and you're busy and you come home and you're exhausted, but you still want to keep that little habit. So instead of doing your normal hour workout, you do only 10 or 20 minutes. That's resiliency. You are keeping that habit. You are keeping that consistency going, even if it's for a shorter amount of time. So no matter what life throws at you, I want you to stay resilient to your plan. Okay. Don't beat yourself up if you mess up, but try to stick to the plan. Try to stick to waking up early and not hitting the snooze button, even if you really, really, really want to right? Try to stick to eating healthy. Even if normally, if you get stressed, you always eat a lot of sweets. Try to stick to eating healthy. Just try. Don't beat yourself up if you mess up, but I want you to stay resilient throughout this whole process. And finally, discipline over motivation. Girls, I already mentioned this to you, but honestly, everyone just thinks that like, I am the most motivated person ever to work out and run and clean and do everything. No, no, I'm not motivated. Not all the time. Definitely not all the time. Not every day, not every week. Sometimes there's entire months where I'm not motivated, but I keep going. I'm resilient. I'm disciplined. And that is a muscle that you need to train. That is something that you need to keep working on. Again, if you mess up, don't beat yourself up. Just pick yourself up all the time. If you fall down, pick yourself up. Just you're like a child riding a bike for the first time. You are learning new habits. You are learning new coping strategies. You're becoming the best version of yourself and that will require trial and error. But make sure that throughout this whole process, you are learning how can I be a disciplined person, right? How can I stay consistent working out if I don't want to? How can I stay consistent studying for school if I don't want to? Because you will not want to do everything in life, but you're going to have to. And can you be a disciplined person? And disciplined people get so much further in life than undisciplined people because of that because they are resilient and they will continue working even if they don't feel like it all right girlies well i hope you really like this episode i just feel really pumped up like i'm ready to achieve my new year's resolutions my goals sticking to the plan obviously not trying to do everything at once just focusing on one or two things mastering them before i move on to the rest of my goals but anyway I hope you like this episode. I hope you're fired up and you are inspired to make 2024 the best year yet. Be sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials, give it a rating, answer the Spotify question for a shout out or leave me an Apple review. And for the first girl that listens to me and tags me in her story listening on the pod on Instagram, I will be sending you money for coffee or whatever other like trait. Maybe it's boba. Maybe it's something else that you want. So be sure to do that. And I will see you next week, my loves. Bye-bye.